<laughs> Welcome to Get Her Trash, episode 315. <laughs> Dear Creature, my name is Eric. <clears throat> I'm Jason. How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, right off the bat, I need to say something. Oh, yeah. What's that? So, <laughs> you told me a while back that you didn't want to talk about your personal life that much anymore on the show. Right. Yeah. And and I've done my best that I can to respect that. But you, you have had some major changes lately that I feel is impossible to not bring up at this point. Uh-huh. Because we are if doing this uh, uh, mobile again. Yeah. Not, not at the uh, GTHQ. Right. Uh, but... Uh, I live in an alley behind a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, now. yeah. Uh, we're not at your mom's. No. Um, so you bought a house a little while ago. I bought a house, yeah. And that's where we are right now. That's true. And so while previously we would maybe occasionally have to worry about your mom just walking in and talking for 20 <laughs> minutes about something your aunt said. Right, yeah. Uh... Now we have to deal with the fact that you have 16 different animals I living here now. Animals, yeah. <laughs> I'm building an ark in case, you know, <clears throat> the end times do usher in soon. Yeah. Uh, so, so in addition to Edna, who is here somewhere. You can probably hear her. A little bit, yeah. She, she's uh, not as bad as uh, she's been in the past. Well, there she is right there. <laughs> but she's at least not crunching on a bone right next to the uh, the speaker here. Uh, that's a plus. Yeah. yeah. But you've also got uh, Goo, who uh, is actually outside, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, three other cats. Three other cats. And a bird. And a bird, yeah. 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 So, what the hell's happening? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, I've always been an animal person. Sure. That's why I have Goo and Edna. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we now have the possibility for numerous distractions. Oh, yeah, it could be anything. And I'm going to admit, one of these animals is a very tiny kitten. Mm-hmm. And if I just stop talking, it's because I'm staring at a cute tiny little kitten. Right. Maybe rubbing her belly or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, I hope. She's adorable. She yeah. is. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, right now, I think the little kitten is maybe trying to take a shit, and your dog is uh, watching over it. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're behind the curtains. So yeah, who yeah. knows? <laughs> so yeah. So also, uh, if this sounds different, it's because we are in a completely different place. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah it's comfy though. Yeah, 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 it is. It's cozy. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, I like the mood light. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I did that for you. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Dear Creature by Jonathan Case. Yeah. So, how did you find out about this book? I found it by accident. Oh, this is the best kind, right? Yeah. Uh, so, before we get into that. Uh, so, it's super weird. That today, of all days, we are recording the review for Deer Creature. Oh, really? Yes. Because uh, today, Guillermo del Toro released the trailer for his upcoming new movie Mm -hmm. called The Shape of Water. 
which is about a woman who falls in love with some sort of mutant sea creature. Huh. Which is what deer creature is about. Yeah. Weird. Okay. <laughs> but it's not based on this? Nope. Okay. Uh, I'm sure I mean, Jonathan Case has that same question. <laughs> <laughs> well, oddly enough, I actually uh, tweeted at Jonathan Case because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't usually watch trailers. Uh, you know, because I just I like to go into a movie as cold as possible. Sure. Uh, the reason I actually watched it, A, you know, I'm a huge Guillermo del Toro fan, uh, but also James Jean did the poster. Oh, wow. Okay. And... I knew, like, over the last couple of days, he'd been showing, like, progress shots of what he was working on. And it was, like, a sea creature, like, holding a woman in its arms. And I just thought maybe it was, like, some sort of weird, you know, like a print black or something. Yeah. yeah, print, you know. And he does weird stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and it's gorgeous all the time. It's super gorgeous. Uh, but today, like, he showed the final and said it's for Guillermo del Toro's new movie. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, and, uh, like, I knew he had a movie coming out, but didn't know a thing about it. And so I looked it up, and they had released the trailer, so I like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll watch it. And, man, the first thing I thought of was, it's Deer Creature, kind of. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, they do appear to be pretty different, other than the base plot. Right. Yeah. Uh, but like I watched the trailer and I posted on Twitter, like, you know, it was like, well, I just watched the trailer for shape of water and like, you know, looks like something I kind of want to watch, but it was Guillermo del Toro and was going to watch it anyway. <laughs> right. It's like, I wonder what Jonathan Case thinks about it. And I tagged him in it. And, uh, apparently he had not uh, heard of it until I mentioned oh, it. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, <laughs> what did he say? Uh, you know, he, uh. Said that, uh, you know, it's Guillermo del Toro, so it's not like, you know, it's anything bad, like, you know, can't do anything wrong. So, like he said, he was excited for it, and it looks cool. And, uh, you know, then later on he posted, uh, he actually linked uh, the trailer uh, in a tweet and said that, uh, you know, uh, like his first choice to direct a deer creature movie would have been Guillermo del Toro. Oh, wow. But, uh, you know, that's probably going to happen now. Probably not going to happen, and uh, this is maybe the closest thing that ever will happen wow. to it. And, you know, he's, I think he's super excited about it. Well, that's cool. Yeah. At least he's not like, at least he didn't like ruin his day and he's all Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at least I hope not. At least I, you know, unless he was just being outwardly gracious. Right. And, well, that is how people behave on the internet. They oh, the extra positive, extra, yeah, yeah. like. Just, just keeping it cool right. and subtle. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then in real life, they, they yeah. can let their real thoughts and feelings out. Exactly. Yeah. Especially on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially. Yeah, those are nice, nice light people. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, you know, yeah. So it was just weird that, oh, man, like, you know, we just read this book and we're going to actually review it tonight and that happened. Uh, but I, I'm glad that I got at least... A little bit of uh, Jonathan Case's yeah. uh, opinion on it. Yeah. Uh, like, like the good reporter that I am. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least we know how to pronounce this guy's name. It's we, true. We probably. I mean, who knows? Kase. Yes. <laughs> Jonathan Kase. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so yeah, so that movie, yeah, is about a woman that 
meets a sea creature and they sort of bond. And uh, that's kind of what happens in this book as well. Yeah. Although uh, there's so much more. There is a lot more. And uh, the majority of this book is told from the creature's perspective, mm-hmm. whereas the movie appears to be from the woman's perspective. Uh, and, uh, and our creature is kind of, uh, uh, I don't want to say jovial, but, uh, he's whimsical. He, he is whimsical. Yes. He reminds me of Madman so very much. That is a great comparison. Wow. Yeah. I never even would have thought of that, but you're absolutely right. Well, I was, when I was reading this, I was like, this, this book has a tone to it. I was like, is it kind of tickish? Does it run in the tick? And I was like, no, it's not as like. You know, Goofy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, it totally reminds me of Mad Men. I can totally see that now. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You're right. But uh, yeah, it's about a sea creature and it just opens up with him underwater and doing his thing. Yeah. Which is usually eating people. Eating people. And uh, reading Shakespeare. He loves some Shakespeare. Yeah. He talks uh, in iambic pentameter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and his name is Gru. Yeah. Yeah. Not like the Wanderer. No, no. Uh, like with a U-E or U-E something. U-E as in yeah. gruesome. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so yeah, he, he occasionally makes his way up to the surface whenever he gets a whiff of teenage pheromones. Yep. It's, it's really, it, to him, it's like when we smell like sizzling bacon or in my case, you know, sizzling, sizzling tofu. Sizzling or? tofu. Uh, <laughs> or cold peanuts. When I smell cold peanuts, just <laughs> cold dry peanuts lying on a, on a, porcelain counter <laughs> it perks up my nostrils but yeah and whenever he smells like young hormones which is funny because it makes you think of like in slasher movies and monster movies oh, it, yeah. it is always like whenever the couple's out there like you know making out or skinny dipping or whatever yeah and so yeah when he smells hormones and, and pheromones he he uh he, he surfaces and murders yeah yeah it's, uh, yeah, it kind of gives an explanation for that, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, or at least plays with that trope, yeah. which is awesome. It is. Uh, yeah. and then, uh, it definitely leads to, uh, kicking off some of the major events that happen in this story. Right. Uh, but yeah, so he, it's, it's Gru and he's got a group of, uh, are they crab? Crabs. Yeah. yeah. He's got crabs, <laughs> which is, Never good. No. Uh, when you're looking for ladies. Yeah. Yeah, but they're like, yeah, basically crabs the size of his, his hand that live on his body, like three yeah. of them. And uh, I guess they sort of uh, get his uh, his leftovers. Yeah. From, from the various people he eats. I couldn't tell if it's, if it's something where, like, he needs them for some reason. Like, are they, yeah. do they, like, help sniff out stuff? Or? Maybe. I don't know. It's never fully clear. There's like uh, some point where some bit of dialogue where he makes a jo- one of them makes a joke about not needing the other one or something. Right. But but it, it I almost read it like they're being sarcastic because they both need each other, but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it doesn't really matter. It does not, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say it's a symbiotic relationship, but uh he seems to get less out of the deal than, yeah. than they do. Maybe it's just companionship. It could be. He doesn't really have any friends. It's true. There's no other sea creatures his size. He just, yeah. you know, he just reads Shakespeare and hangs out with these crabs and eats teenagers. Yep. Uh, yeah, because uh, there's only uh, uh, just regular sea creatures that, that mm-hmm. uh, you find uh, normally in nature. Uh, 
So yeah, so he... So basically somebody has been throwing bottles of pop uh, with uh, pages of, of Shakespeare plays uh, in them. Mm-hmm. And he's been collecting them and reading them. And, and uh, he's in love with them. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, so eventually, I think out of his loneliness and, and his uh, you know solitude, he decides that uh, he's going to seek out the person uh, who who's throwing these into the ocean, right? Uh, because clearly they must be uh, a romantic who who is beckoning him to come to them, right? Yeah, and he's you know he's half right, yeah, yeah. sort of, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then he, uh, uh, through, through a series of very comical events, <laughs> that's true, <laughs> makes his way to the surface and, uh, oh, I love that scene where he, he like basically finds this, this like 19 or 1800s, probably like deep diving sea suit. Suit, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he wears that to like walk up on the boardwalk and like, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, and steals a bike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, you mentioned the, uh, you know, the, the age of the diving suit. Uh, I think that's one thing I, I really enjoy about this book is that there's no real clear time frame. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of it seems to be set maybe in like the 1920s or 30s, but there's yeah. other stuff that, you know, leans more towards like the 50s or 60s. Yeah. Some of the haircuts look kind of early yeah. 60s, but I mean, you don't really see any cars because right, everybody's yeah. like kind of, Either walk in or there's a the taxi horse. cab that plays a part. Yeah, I can't remember what, what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked fairly old. Yeah, yeah. But then you know, some taxi cabs do have like, a mm. classic look right. too. So, uh, yeah. So he eventually uh, is able to track down uh, the person who is uh, sending these messages into the ocean, and uh, it's a woman named Julieta mm-hmm. who uh, is. Uh, Held captive on a giant ship yeah. know, that is uh, docked uh, in the bay. Yeah, and she she is sending out messages, but not for him. Yeah, yeah. But they end up, uh, you know, kind of striking it off. They do, yeah. hitting, hitting it off, striking it off, hitting. Yeah, yeah. Hitting yeah. Uh, she she does not seem to be very uh, off put by the fact that he is a no. uh, mutant monster, right? Uh, with well, his, she doesn't get out a lot. So, that that yeah. is also true. Her options are slim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it turns out that uh, she is actually not being held captive. She is there of her own free will. Yeah. She just uh, doesn't ever want to leave or go outside. I can relate. I can absolutely relate. <laughs> right? <laughs> of course, I would. We would probably be sending like Jack Kirby pages and and uh, beer bottles instead yeah. of. <laughs> Instead of Shakespeare and soda bottles. I'm not getting rid of any of my Jack Curry pages. <laughs> but there's so many of them. Well, that is true. <laughs> uh, I'd probably send out Rob Liefeld pages. Oh, I do have a lot of those too, yeah. And you can find those in quarter boxes. Exactly, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> when they do go out. <laughs> but, so, without giving too much more about the plot away. Yeah. Um... This book is so unique. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's amazing. It's pretty great. Uh, no, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun, uh, but like it's also like you know got a really solid story mm-hmm. and and uh, 
I mean, the characters are all so well-developed. Oh, yeah. Like, all of them. Yeah. Like, like, there's not a single character that is just a parody of something. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not just, like, you know, generic archetype-style characters. It's, like, you don't really know every every angle until you you read the whole thing, because there's so much going on with everybody. Yeah. And, you know, some twists and turns that happen as well. Uh, and then, you know, there's a lot of humor in it as well. Like, like, like I guess we were talking about the, the yeah, boardwalk scene is, right. is great. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it's just such a solid story. And I guess this was his first graphic novel. Yeah, that pisses me off. <laughs> Cause yeah, I'd say it's better than 75% of the graphic novels I've ever read. Right. Yeah. Like it is fucking good. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh and it's so unique. Like like I did say the the Madman comparison, sure. but but I mean that's just like one element of it. Like he reminds me of Madman. Mm-hmm. But the actual story, I like and just the way it's told is so good and original and unique and yeah. and not in a like outdoing yourself, outsmarting yourself artsiness kind of way. No. But like unique and a just like this is his voice and it is so fucking good. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, there are obviously, there are elements in play from, you know, you can tell his influences, mm-hmm. you know, clearly he has a love for a creature from the Black Lagoon right. or monster movies in general, but like, it's also like a romantic comedy yeah. and it's also a little bit of a horror story, but like, it's not that much. No, it's not gruesome. I mean, there's definitely not, you know, there's definitely some murders and yeah. some, some, but you never really see anything. Yeah, it's, it's done subtly, like kind of like those old Universal movies. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but like you know, at the same time, it's also like a drama about this severely broken woman. Yeah, who oh, yeah. you know, uh, again, you know, not a thing I could relate to ever. Right. <laughs> drama. Uh, yeah, yeah, or just being severely broken. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> or drama with women. Mm, yeah, and there is some drama with women. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, there's, you know, uh, yeah, there's just so much at play in this book that, that it's just the fact that it is his first graphic novel and it all gelled so well together. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, like you'd think at, at best your first graphic novel, you'd be like, well, you know, there's some really great elements. Right. But, you know, like, like his next one is going to be even yeah, better. Yeah, the next one's going to be good because yeah. you know, he could improve on this right, area. Right, right. No, it's like. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. And, you know, his next one probably will be better. That's infuriating. But. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, at least he got distracted by drawing Batman 66 for a while. Did he? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, I think, I don't know how regular he was on that book, but he he did quite a bit of them. Man. Uh, And, but. Like I, I should have looked him up to see like what else he's been working on. He didn't do the early Batman sixty six. Yeah, he, like, did he did it? the first one. Okay, for well, sure. Yeah. I have read some of those. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like the first arc, at least the the one with the, the Riddler. Well, and yeah. people who have read that might know his his art is so solid. Yeah. And it's like it's like such the great balance of cartoony and just like a you know a great grasp on. How to draw stuff. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like, he clearly knows how to draw, um, 
Everything. Backgrounds <laughs> and like design. Like yeah. there's there's some great panels where there's only like a person in a car and maybe just like a hint of a background, and it just looks fucking great. Oh, yeah. It doesn't look like he skipped any steps. It just you it just, just knew when what to, to leave out. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and his <clears throat> facial features. Oh man, it's. <laughs> It's amazing how the facial features that he captures. Yeah, like and he, every character looks different. Every yeah, and you know, you know is, they're all feeling and thinking, yep, and yep. you like, like they don't have to say anything at all, and you know exactly where they're coming from. Charlie Adler, take a look at this book. Um, <laughs> Unfair. <laughs> it is yeah. It is like top notch. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, like it's it's that right balance of cartoony and realism, because uh, I mean, like someone who does like has a really cartoony style, like can do like a diverse array of like, you know, making people look different, right? And and also capturing their facial expressions because it's usually so exaggerated. Yeah, sure. But here, like I mean, it's not exaggerated. These are just real people. Yeah. But like it's. Just cartoony enough where you're not off put by how realistic it is, right? Oh yeah, like you know, yeah. If this was drawn a little more realistic, it would have been not as interesting visually. Right. But oh my god, it's it's just and and it would have also because we we haven't really even talked about the look of Gru. Oh yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, he looks he looks a lot like the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> Very close. His face is very different now. His face is so simplified. Yeah. It's like a smiley face. It is. It truly is. I mean, it's just like a big goofy grin and just black dots. Big, big black eyes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and his brain is exposed. His brain's hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, it also fits him so perfectly because he is able to just capture so many different expressions because it is so simple. Yeah. Uh, but it never looks out of place, and like you totally, you know. I mean, he's a creature anyway. So when he's interacting with Julietta or other humans, like you know, it's of course he looks bizarre. Yeah, but, but he's supposed to. Yeah, yeah. But not in a like, not in a way that uh, makes it look like it was ill conceived. Right, all. right. Yeah. I was checking on my dog. Is uh, you know. Yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> But uh, yeah, I I never would have heard of this. I was this in previews? Uh, well, this came out originally in 2011. Okay, at least that's the copyright date on the book. There, uh, like I said earlier, and I think I even mentioned it last week or two weeks ago. Whenever, whenever we record these things anymore, <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, I basically I'd walked into a Barnes and Nobles, and you know, usually peruse the graphic novel section and. Uh, I saw that on the shelf, and uh, I thought, well, that looks neat, yeah. and then I uh, flipped through it, and I was like, this looks really cool, and I'd definitely like to buy this. I don't have the money right now, so like, I took a picture of the cover and just sort of kept it on my phone and was just like, I'm going to either order this on Amazon or find it somewhere else, because you know? uh, I think the next time I went to Barnes & Nobles, it wasn't there anymore. Right. Uh, but yeah, it was just something that I, I kept on a picture of it on my phone for a while and just kept looking for it, uh, or at least just to remind myself to look for it occasionally. Uh, but it was like totally a, an accidental thing, and like it caught me, and I was like, "Well, also, you know, 
my thought was, well, Jason loves the creature from the Black Lagoon. This would be like a cool thing to pick for the show at oh, some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it was a year ago, two years ago, uh, myself, Joji, and Juliet, our friend, Bob, weirdly enough, Juliet, yeah. Juliet, yeah. Uh, we're at the Laughing Ogre in Columbus. And uh, I think it was when we went to space and we were just killing time afterwards. And uh, we were just browsing around Laughing Ogre and like that was just out like in their like indie right you know, section. And uh, I was like, you know, I usually, whenever I go to a, a, especially a new comic shop that I've never been to, I like to try to buy something. You know? Right. I was like, you know, what the hell? Like I've been wanting to buy, read this for a while. I'll buy it here. And so, that's where I got it from. Uh, and then I think like a month later they put out like a special edition. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen it anywhere. Yeah. Um, Who published it? Uh, Tor, T O R. Okay. So like an actual book publisher. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't think I could recommend this highly enough. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like a 10 out of 10. I yeah, think. seriously, it is so good, and uh, like I said earlier, like there's obviously influences that you can read, you know, through it, you know, but but it is also still clearly his own thing. Oh yeah, like yeah, you were just flipping through it, and I saw something that like totally reminded me of like a Mike Wignola thing. So there's even a little bit of oh, the Hellboy esque yeah. kind of stuff in there. I mean, yeah, it's all black and white, and there's a lot of like really cool, moody, shadowy, right, cartoony imagery but i mean yeah it just it looks so good yeah um yeah like like you know there are so many different things and elements to it and like it still manages to just perfectly balance everything and have the right tone right to be able to pull that off but yeah this book is just great yeah Yeah, he's a genius yeah yeah Yeah. He needs, uh, he needs to stop drawing for DC and do more graphic novels. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully some of that Batman money uh, yeah. allowed him to, to work on something of his own. Oh, don't get me wrong. I would never turn down a good drawing <laughs> a Batman comic. But Same. But it would be, yeah. And, and on top of that, the best Batman comic. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean... <clears throat> I would murder you to draw Batman sure. 66. I would yeah. murder me to draw it. Right? That wouldn't work out, but... <laughs> Probably not. Not yeah. in the long run, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Dear Creature. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking great. Yeah, seriously. Uh, buy it anywhere you can. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Yeah, there's... There's there's not a single thing I could say should be better about this. Nope. Like, yeah. Like, I can't imagine a different person drawing it better, writing it better, nope. a different element to it. I mean, it's just fucking perfect. Yeah. I would like to see uh, Guillermo del Toro direct a movie adaptation. That would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, read the book before the movie comes yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, that could be one of those things where, like, maybe if enough people, like, point out, like, at least the very base similarities, like, more people will check this book out, right. too. Because yeah. it really needs to be you know, have wider recognition. Oh yeah. Cause it is fantastic. Yeah. 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 If, any, yeah. Yeah, if anybody hasn't read it, I would say highly, highly recommended it. Yep. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for picking it. I don't know. I, I probably would never would have read this. Yeah. And it's, so it's great. 
better or worse than NFL Super Pro? Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a ten out of ten, not a twelve out of ten. <laughs> Somebody brought in a, some books to sell to Mavericks yesterday, and one of them was a copy of NFL Super Pro number one, <laughs> the one with Spider Man on the shirt. Sure, and I was like, for a second, I almost thought ah, maybe I'll buy that and put it on the number one wall. Of it. I was like, man. But you still have your copy. Right? Oh, yeah. Actually, you're, you're not getting rid of those. No. Right. <laughs> not unless some, I mean, someone would have to offer me like multiple dollars, like two for the whole series. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a break. Cool. Yes. Johnny was an actor, oh you must have known He wore his new Max Factor and nearly stole the show you go And tell him he's not the only one So high 
on your heels so high. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah. 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 So what's up? I'm feel relaxed. We should have had beers before the first segment. Yeah, probably. We should always have beers before. Uh huh. So we're enjoying some beers that uh, my my I guess you would say my soon to be in laws left here. Yeah. In our down in our basement fridge. <laughs> we have a basement fridge. Yeah, you do. It's so cool. <laughs> <clears throat> basically, yeah. the reason I moved in here. There's, huh? a, ba- there's a basement fridge. Right. So basically, yeah. Yeah. that's why I would move. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, we had a basement fridge at my mom's house. Yeah. But we just didn't really, like, I think she used it more as, like, a freezer to store, like, extra frozen vegetables and whatnot. Right. But, yeah, I think uh, my parents, we had a garage fridge. Yeah. And uh, we actually, we had a full-size freezer as well. Like one of those, like... Not like the... Yeah, the, the the kind that you're thinking of, like which, at a grocery, like a convenience store freezer. You're right. Yeah. No. Like like it looked like a fridge, but the entire time oh, okay. was a freezer. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what we had. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Because I think the whole thing was a freezer in our basement. Mm. But yeah. No, this one's like beers in the fridge. Kind right. Of right. Basement. It's pretty nice. <clears throat> which there were, and now we're drinking them. There. Yeah. They were free. Yeah. How exactly. cool is that? Uh, so I think that's uh, something that you hadn't actually mentioned before. What's that? Is that uh, you're engaged? Oh yeah, I'm engaged. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I mentioned that before. No, no. So yeah, it's different. Yeah, yeah that's know. a different thing yeah. too. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. Eric asked me to marry him uh, finally on our 350th episode. You finally said yes. I finally <laughs> made it. I made you an honest man. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so as soon as we're married, that will be the end of the podcast. You know that, right? No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you, well, you shouldn't mix uh, work and relationships anyway. <laughs> right? Which one's the work? Uh, getting the, married. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <sighs> but, uh, let's see. What, what's, what's, what's been going on? Um, you know, I've been I've been actually reading. Um, I, I recently discovered that I actually, I actually love EC comics. Okay, like I never would have expected to. Um, I remember seeing Tales well, from the Crypt. Well, because <clears throat> they honestly they seem like it'd be right up your alley. I know, right? <laughs> I think I think I thought they were a little more. Just serious and boring. Okay. But, like, they are weird. Right. And, yeah, they no, they're totally right up my alley. And the, and they're, like, better than I would have expected from having watched Tales from the Crypt, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, well. Well, I mean, okay, well, here, well here's, here's another reason. Like, every comic I've read, other than those by Fletcher Hanks, that are more than 45, 50 years old... Are just kind of hard to read, I think. Sure. Like, like even if it's characters I love, like Batman, it's kind of hard to read. Yeah, I get you. And and it's not the case with with. I mean, I've only read like four or five of them, and it's just like in the last week or two, I've started reading some old DC books. They're so good. Yeah. Like legitimately, really good. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know if I've ever actually read any, but like to me, like they did always seem like something that I probably should. Yeah. You know, uh, but like I totally get you. Like you know, like I've tried to read uh, some old like Silver Age or, or even Golden Age stuff, and it it could be a chore. Oh yeah. At times, and and you see comics, they they're um, they're wordy, but they almost look wordier than they really are. Like once you start reading them, mm-hmm. it flows really quick. But they look like like you open an EC book and you just see like six panels where half of the panel is text. Right. I mean, it's it's huge blocks of capital letters. Right, right. Um, they call it Leroy lettering. I found out. But um, it that is that Leroy Brown. <laughs> yeah, he was the letterer. Yeah, <laughs> but he wasn't very good. He was actually kind of. Bad, right? He's, yeah, he's really bad. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's doubly doubly bad at his job. But <laughs> no, they're yeah, they're really good. Like I, I, I think if you see them in the cheap box, like the I've I've been reading the '90s reprints because they did, you know, obviously the originals in the '50s, and I think they did either '70s or '80s reprints. Mm-hmm. And even those are worth some a little bit of money. But the '90s ones you can usually find for a buck or two. Yeah, and they're really good. Yeah. I know a lot of those are being reprinted currently, like in archive editions oh, yeah. and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, they're they're out there and they're available. I know I've seen them at half price books, like especially. I, f- I feel like you see the the sci fi ones more often, like yeah, weird yeah. science, and those are good too. And like some of them have like Wallywood art. And, yeah, but I, th- I think that's the thing about it. You see, their bullpen of artists was like it was like you know John Severin and Jack Davis and Alf. Al Feldstein, somebody Feldstein. Yeah, I think it's Al. Um, Joe or Orlando, the guy who owned uh, High Society. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Joe Orlando and Johnny Craig. All those guys are so unique to each other. Like, right. they, like you're not gonna confuse any of them, and they're all so good. And I like can't believe that their bullpen was those guys. I mean, right. like they honestly were a higher caliber of artist than caliber. Yeah, <laughs> then Calvin, or even like then old Marvel. I mean, like Marvel had, you know, Jack Kirby, but then they also like I would say all of these guys are better artists than like Steve Ditko. You know what I mean? Like I mean, it's all taste, personal taste. But yeah, I mean, I've I've often said this about Steve Ditko. Like I love all the characters he created. Like I mean, oh, yeah. Blue Beetle is my absolute favorite superhero. Mm-hmm. I love Spider Man, Doctor Strange, The Creeper, The Question, Mister A. <laughs> Let's not go overboard. But okay, Speedball, Squirrel Girl. Oh yeah, I forgot he did Squirrel. Yeah. But man, I am not actually a fan of his artwork at all. I I love the look of his old comics, but I couldn't imagine like I don't know. Yeah, like like you talking about hard to read. Like you know, I've got a collection of like his Charleston stuff. Like, oh yeah, Blue Beetle question and stuff like that. Captain Adam and. Man, yeah, they are a slog. And like, he's, I mean, he's a solid, he's dr- solid you know, yeah. storyteller or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, his art, like, I would never be like, oh man, there's this new Steve Ditko art book coming out. Right, I'm gonna buy that. Right, like, like that would yeah. just never be words I say out loud. And it's like you know, I know he created Spider Man and probably had like the biggest influence on the character more than anyone else. But like, close your eyes and visualize Spider Man. It's not Steve Ditko. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I see Ramita. Oh, yeah. yeah. I see Ramita and Ramita Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, I haven't seen J. Scott Campbell before I see Ditko. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. true. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, like, nothing, I don't know, nothing against him. But, but, but yeah, like, just 
the caliber and diversity of artists that they had, that EC had is mm-hmm. amazing to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. all those guys just had such great styles too. I mean, John Severin. Oh is my God. Right. Fucking amazing. You know that Marie Severin is the only living EC bullpen person alive right now. Really? And she's in a nursing home. Right. So she's not doing too well, but she, she did a lot of coloring for them. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody else is dead. But so yeah. Yeah. it was a long time ago. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like we're we're definitely gonna lose a bunch, you know, at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stanley's ninety three years old. And yeah. Steve Vitko's got to be up there. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. uh, yeah, dog staring at me. And it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I've been actually reading some old comics lately too. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so I don't think I've mentioned this on the show yet, but uh, I so I'm I'm gonna be 39 years old in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I have never owned a Jack Kirby comic up until about a month ago. That does seem weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that possible? Um, like, how is that even possible? I mean, maybe I had, like, a reprint of, like, X-Men number one at some point. Right, yeah. But, no, yeah, I never owned a Jack Kirby comic. Hmm. Maybe I had something where he did a pinup or right, right. something was reproduced. Right. But but not, like, wow. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, for the last month, I have been spending... Uh, Excessive money uh, <laughs> on collections of Jack Kirby books. Uh, I, I think I've I've said before on here that like like I really came into Kirby late, right? Like 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 maybe ten years ago was when I first like like I actively did not like Jack Kirby up until about ten years ago, right? And then something just clicked, right? And it was like oh. That's it. Yeah. And, and, and like, you know, I just like fell in love and, and admired all his stuff, but still just never like pulled the trigger and bought anything that right. he ever did. Uh, and of course, for whatever reason, well, I know part of the reason why, but, but, but now like I've decided that like I need to collect as much Jack Kirby as I can possibly get my <laughs> hands on. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of it is out of print and very pricey. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I've, I've had some decent luck here and there. Uh, but last week I managed to get in, in, you know, various reprint forms, uh, almost the entire run of Thor that he did. Those are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Marvel Epic Collections that they're putting out uh, help because hmm. uh, I got three Thor collections of those that have a good chunk of his run. Right. Uh, there's a fourth one coming out in October, and that will actually mostly complete the run. I think there's still like five issues or so after all that that he worked oh, yeah. on. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I was able to get those in a Marvel Masterworks, uh, which... I'm going to convince my OCD part of myself that that's perfectly that's fine. fine. Right. <laughs> it's the same thing, just a different yeah. name on the cover. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
<clears throat> uh, it's not like I have a bookshelf to put them on, so like nobody right. will ever notice that that <laughs> one is really out of place. Right. Those <laughs> being comic boxes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. or on the floor, like right. they top of their fridge, or whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and closet in my bathroom, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so actually, I started reading the first Thor one, uh, some of the early Journey into Mysteries, and. Uh, I really like them. Yeah. Like, I honestly thought, like, especially the early ones. It might be kind of hard to... Yeah. But, man, like, I really enjoyed them. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, especially, like, the first, the very, very first one, Journey into Mystery 83? I can't remember. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Like, (laughs) the presentation of Thor in that is way different than... Oh, yeah? Like how we now think of Thor. What's the difference? Uh, so it's pretty much Don Blake finds Thor's hammer and picks it up and just sort of gains Thor's powers. Okay. But he's not Thor. He's just got Thor abilities. Okay. And like he transforms into looking like Thor. And, like, when he lets go of the hammer, like, he just turns back into Don Blake. But, like, he's still mentally just Don Blake. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever read that story. Yeah. And uh, and it's a super weird story because, like, it's about aliens that invade Earth and Thor stops them. Uh, which is not... Your typical Thor. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, like, it's just it's really weird. But, but uh like, even in, like, 84, like, you know, his costume changes slightly to more of, like, what we think of, like, Thor looks yeah. like, you know. Uh, but no, yeah, like, like it's, it's a weird revelation for me, like, finally now, like, just delving into, like, all this Jack Kirby stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't read, like, obviously, nowhere near all of his stuff, but, right. um, yeah, he's one of my favorite stuff, not my favorite. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been getting so much stuff. I've gotten like the Eternals, uh, his Black Panther series, uh, Machine Man. I've been picking up because uh, I know it's never going to be reprinted, but like his 2001 stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I got the Silver Star hardcover from Image. Nice. You know, just just a bunch of stuff lately, and so I've just been just enveloping myself in Kirby. That's awesome. Yeah, and then I guess. Praying that some of it rubs off on me a little bit at some point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, just wishing and wishing. You know, we picked up um, a comic collection recently at Mavericks, and we have a ton of old romance comics. I know we've got a couple of Kirby romance comics <laughs> in there. If you want to, yeah, delve into that section mm. of, this, of this crew. You know, Beautiful, beautifully drawn. Oh, I'm sure it yeah. is. Uh, no, like, like when when I started doing this, like I already set out that. Uh, there are just certain things that, like, I know I'm just not into with right. Kirby. And I'm guessing the that romance stuff is probably not. What was the, did you do like a, was it Sky Masters that was like a comic strip? Yeah, comic yes. strip, yeah. sci-fi strip. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I've never read that either. Yeah, I know there's a hardcover of that coming out soon-ish. Uh, and I actually, I thought about buying it for a minute, but uh, I'm all right. Yeah. yeah, the art's great. I've seen yeah. pictures from it, but I've never read it. Right. Like, I think I'd rather pick up, like, you know, the Fantastic Four on the buy. Right. You know, yeah. Uh, stuff like that. And, like, the new Gods Omnibus is coming out, you know, in December. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's cool. We're yeah. both kind of digging on some old stuff right now. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. What else? Hmm. Uh, sad news: George Romero passed away. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. Uh, he was cool. Yeah, definitely, definitely a, a top pick of mine. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. You mean as a director? You mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I like a lot of his movies. Some of them obviously are not great. Uh, some of them are actually pretty horrible. Uh, yeah, such as Survival of the Dead. <laughs> Is that the one with the horse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, he just died this past Sunday, and uh, I decided because actually, like a month ago or so, like I watched. All of the you know the good dead movies, uh, you know, uh, just because I wanted to watch them, you know. Uh, so when he died, I was like, oh, I'll watch uh, one of his non-zombie movies, and uh, watched Martin, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you've ever seen. No, I'm not. It's uh, a vampire story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it essentially is a vampire movie, but 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 uh, the lead character may or may not actually be a vampire. Okay. Yeah. Is it 70s? Yeah, 76, I want to say. 74, okay. 76. I'll have to watch that. It's it's very good. It's uh, it's definitely one of those things where you realize that, oh, he was a lot more than just zombies. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, now that he's dead, everybody is, you know, talking about, oh, Night of the Living Dead, it was so revolutionary. And it was, you know, and, and you know, Dawn of the Dead is just great. Yeah. Uh, but, like, he, he definitely had more to say than just zombies and just never really got the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Uh, and I think Martin was maybe one of his last shots that he ever did of, of something. Like, that wasn't just, you know, because, like, he did adaptations of books and, uh, like, a, a couple of Stephen King projects here and there. Mm-hmm. Other than the zombie movies, but you know. Oh, really? Which Stephen King is he? Uh, he did Creepshow. Oh, uh, that's right. And uh, the Dark Half with uh, Timothy Hutton. Okay. Uh, which is uh, another movie that I really like, but I also loved that book when I was like in the seventh grade. Uh, but he mostly, after Night of Dead, mostly stuck with zombie stuff, right? Uh, I mean, that was his biggest stuff, but like. I mean, yeah, he did a couple of Stephen King things. Uh, Monkey Shines, which I think was based on oh, a book. Was some, I, I remember hating that movie. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know it was him. Yeah. I probably didn't even know who he was when I saw that movie. Yeah. I, was, I was pretty young. Uh, but, like, you know, and, uh, Knight Riders was a movie he did. Uh, that I the Talking Car. <laughs> yep. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, That's a good show. And then Martin, which, you know, was, I think... Other than Night Riders was maybe one of his last original movies that right. wasn't zombie related, hmm. and uh, it's just like a really solid character piece. And I think that's one thing that he always knew was that it's all about the characters. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I rewatched that, and it totally holds up from whenever the last time I watched it was. And like, I definitely recommend people seek it out. I'll check out Martin. Maybe it's on Netflix. Maybe. I don't think it is. Uh, yeah. But uh, I got a copy I can lend you. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else. 
awesome San Diego Comic Con is this weekend. Oh so yeah, big news will come. Big I'm news sure. probably. Yeah. Uh, I saw a preview that Plastic Man is uh, going to make his way back to the DC universe somehow. Nice. Uh, wearing a weird looking costume. So there's Plastic that. Man Rebirth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure that yeah, I'm sure. What today is Wednesday, so yeah. tomorrow is when it starts, right? I think. Some of it started tonight. Okay. Uh, but yeah, tomorrow is like the first full day of it. I mean, just, well, I'll just, I mean, you know, what more fun than to just look up some live on my phone right here? Sure, sure. Oh my God, Alex Ross is doing a Flaming Carrot miniseries. <laughs> That's going to be great. Uh, you know, I still won't buy that because fuck Alex <laughs> Ross. <laughs> uh, you know anybody at the San Diego Comic Con this year? Uh, Personally? Well, yeah. No. Any of your friends there? I, I don't think so. I, uh, I'm not sure Joji went. Yeah. Uh, did Jeremy go? No. no. I know he's out of town. He, he, I know. Conveniently, he <laughs> he says it was to visit family, so uh, we'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll see if when he comes back with a lot of uh, Transformers exclusives. Yeah, he'll be trading in a bunch of like uh, Power Ranger pop figures to Mavericks. <laughs> like, where'd you get those? Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because I know Joji went to Heroes Con last month, so I'm, I'm guessing because he now lives in Seattle, uh, that that uh, you know he probably his wife probably is not going to let him make uh, two trips like that. Oh yeah, but he's so close now. He is Diego. closer to yeah. San Diego now. Yeah. No. I'm still, you know, probably next year. Yeah, because I mean, you know, that place, that thing sells out almost instantly. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's probably sold out for next year already. Well, I'm sure. Now I think tickets don't go on sale for quite a while, but I usually know when it does. It either crashes their site or just immediately sells out. Wow. Uh, And then you know you got to worry about finding a place to stay and all that crap too. So. Uh, you know, good luck to all the people who do that. I will never go. Oh, I wouldn't either. No. Yeah, there's not enough money no. to pay me to no. go. If it was free with free room and yeah. board, I yep. still wouldn't go. Yep. Yeah, like uh, Tom King, the writer of Batman, right now, uh, like posted something on Twitter about how this is his first San Diego where like he was actually paid to go. Wow. And uh, I was just like, man, yeah, like if for whatever reason, like you know, suddenly like tomorrow I'm like writing the X-Men and like, you know, they ask me to go and pay my way. Like, I still don't think I would go. Yeah. And like, I'm sure it's a fine thing or whatever. Like they do it well, but I think yours is probably the same reason I am. I just don't want to be around that many people. No. Yeah, exactly. Like like if it was, you know, one fortieth the size, maybe I would, I'd be like, wow, that looks fun. But yeah, I, first of all, I don't fly, and it's very far away from here. Yeah. And then there's, yeah, I just get social anxiety when, in large crowds, and that is the, the very definition of a large crowd. Oh, that is, like, the largest crowd, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, like, last year at Heroes Con when I went, like, I mean, I'm sure it is just a fraction of what, you know, San Diego is. Oh, yeah. And even then, I was just, like, there were times where I was just like, oh, this is, mm-hmm. this is not fun. Right. Not easy to yeah. handle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, fuck, Gym City at times is just uh, a little overwhelming. Right? Yeah, there must be 500 people here. 
the Jim and Dan show can get a little overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, we're just not meant for certain things. No, no, we're meant to sit in our cool basements, drink beer, and read comics. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I pretty much am as too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally, I kind of want to go out, but then, you know, sometimes you realize I, the error of your ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I actually do make it out and just wish I was back at home. Right? I know. Yeah. Me too. Every time. Every time. I'm like, that's why I stay at home because there's people out here. Right? Yeah. There's more than three people. Fuck this. <laughs> Yep. So, um, so yeah, so, yeah. Just being reading comics. I've got several in mind. <laughs> well, you can only <sighs> pick one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know you've been waffling back and forth between a couple since we started the show tonight. Yeah, I, I can always, like I, I told you between segments here, for some reason, you know, us being, you know, the go-to place, we're like just above like, Bleeding Cool and Comics Resources. People, <laughs> people rely on us for like hot current trends. Right. And uh, so I always feel obligated to pick something brand new if I have something brand new that I want to read. But I don't think that's what I want to pick. Like I have one that just came out like a week ago and I'm like, ah, oh, I'll, I'll pick that. But I've got an older book that I bought very recently that I, I think looks more interesting. Okay. So I'm going to pick that. All right. It's called, I think it's called Smoking Guns by. Um, I want to say her name is. You have the book. I have the book. Go look at it. <laughs> I have the book. No, I'm gonna remember. Her name is like Aaron Baddock or something. Uh, Let me see. Okay. 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 Talk. Is it Tom Baddock, the funky winker bean guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. We're gonna read a funky winker bean collection. <laughs> I'm only going to read the John Byrne stories. Oh, it was way off. Okay. <laughs> it's Kirsten Baldock. All right. And drawn by Fabio Moon. Oh, I know that name. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Smoking Guns. Smoking Guns. I've never heard of this. I hadn't either. I found it in a cheap bin. Really? Yeah. May I flip through it already? Not until you decide if you're going to veto or not. Well, I'm not going to veto it. Fabio okay. Moon drew it. <laughs> okay. I will always look at Fabio Moon comics. So that's what we're going to read. Smoking Guns. Huh. Literally, I've never heard of this. And Fabio Moon sure did draw that. Yeah. Uh, man, when did this come out? You're making sure it wasn't a different Fabio Moon that right? draws comics. Hey, it <laughs> might happen. 2005. Yeah. Never. I mean, I guess that was before... Or he was really on my radar anyway. That's before we were doing the show. Well, definitely That's that. a long time ago. Yeah. But I think, I mean, the first time I ever heard of him was with uh, Casanova, which, yeah, 2006, 2007, maybe. Right. And I have no idea who the fuck Kirsten Baldock is. Uh, what did I call her? Aaron. <laughs> Aaron Batty. Aaron Batty, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Kirsten Baldock. I'm sorry. I've just never heard of you, and I'm drunk. Yeah, it's fine. Uh... Yeah, I'm not vetoing. So. Smoke and guns. Smoke and guns. Yeah, yeah, smoke and guns. I think yeah. I I made it sound like smoking guns. Smoking guns. guns but yeah. I was doing like Guns and Roses. Right, like. right, right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sweet. That's oh. what we'll read then. It's by uh, eight AIT Planet Layer. Planet Layer. Yeah. Planet Lar. Lar. 
I think it's Lair. Is it Lair? Larry? Oh, Planet Lair. Planet okay. Larry is, I can't remember his last name. What's the AIT stand? Astronauts in Trouble. Okay. The, huh. the comic. That's weird. By that name. It's weird that they named the publisher that too. Yeah. But it'd be like if DC had named themselves after one of their own comics. Yeah, that's stupid. That's not going to yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, fuck it. Fuck AIT Planet Lair. <laughs> yeah, where'd you get that idea? <laughs> My dog is destroying a duck, so I think that's the sign that we got to wrap things up. Yep, yep. Um, luckily, it's a stuffed animal, so yeah. in duck form, so it's not like you know, not an actual duck, not an actual. Yeah, duck. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm tired. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I usually I usually uh, am off early on Wednesdays, so my body's used to like. Just kind of shutting down halfway through Wednesday. Right. And uh, I worked the entire day today since Jeremy's at San Diego Comic Con. Right. <laughs> Pretending to be at his relative's <laughs> house in Savannah, Georgia. Yep. And uh, I've been up since 4.30, so. Yeah. Well, you yeah. have a more legitimate excuse there. Yeah. All righty. Well, uh, before I leave, I'm probably going to hunt down another cat to pet. Yeah, well, they're everywhere. Yeah. Just and reach then, out. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, go home. So uh, look forward to read uh, Smoke and Guns next week. Yeah. Alrighty. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. 